two, one. Hi, everybody. Ooh, bars. Welcome to another episode of Stush and Bush. A Caribbean podcast on Caribbean happenings, overall mix-up and blend-blend with a queer twist. Oh, Robert, I'm missing that with you together. But this recording remotely ain't cute. So I can't do it. I miss you. You know, I'm beginning to think that this is a blessing in disguise oh, for Miss Rona. Oh, cut up. Because then I just get to do what I want by myself mm. with assistance from no man. Mm, 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 so mm, uh, mm. I think this is great. You know what? Whatever. Don't you? I, I oh. don't. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Because okay. it's fine. Um, well, hopefully we will get to a time where we can be together, close to each other, in close proximity, a little intimacy, and we can both say queer tis together. Queer tis. With all of that, with the whole season, it's with a queer tis, love. Check your lines. Sush and Bush, y'all, is for Silveria Jacobs and Silveria Jacobs alone. Mm. Only her, the Prime Minister of St. Martin. And if y'all have not seen the viral video of the Prime Minister speaking to her citizens, you need to get it together. Girl, a prophetic word (laughs) from... Head prophetess Silveria Jacobs. What did the woman of God say? If you don't have the type of bread you want, eat crackers, <laughs> eat cereal, eat oats, sardines. You're supposed to have a two week supply because our kin season now. I listen, Almighty God. That, that video for, for the world is iconic. I love her. I love that. I love Caribbean leadership. it's the best thing ever just imagine because you know what there were some citizens who was like you know what I want wheat bread today and she's just like if you don't have the type of bread that you want go buy crackers go eat some that's the best honestly the best part it was the this is the leadership that we need right here I mean like listen don't get me wrong Cuomo is out here doing his good job Mm. but what I need to see is someone to go, don't move. Mm. It's simple. Don't move. Mm. You're supposed to be prepared, but you're not prepared. Dog name your supper. It's too late. I need, like, Judgment <laughs> come. Yeah. On a serious level, I, re- I, dog, I really name your supper, I know, because like, the article, I read an article that said that like, St. Martin only had two ICU beds. So, in a, so like, if that were to ever, if there were to ever be like, a huge breakout, like, and we all know the U.S. is stealing the Caribbean's ventilators and all these different things. So, I mean... Don't even get me started. <laughs> it's fine. But, but um, it's, 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 it's very interesting. I... Just a round of applause to Sylvia Jacobs. One day. One day. You know, She's the type I... I'm going to go to her and say, like, come, come go and to Shen Bush one day, girl. Because <laughs> you are the energy that we need. Does she want to be on Slush and Bush? Big question. Somebody send this to her people, get back to our people, and then we'll see what we can make happen. We'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll, like, squeeze her in. 
It's fine. <laughs> oh, what's a beautiful Speaking time. of islands, Ooh. I want to bring you all mm-hmm. to the island of broken penises. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You heard it right. I want to bring y'all to the island of broken penises in 20. this ghetto-ass edition of something. There's two something that got together stills. <laughs> now, I understand one they don't got together. Feels like an oxymoron. Well, uh, according to Kai Miller's, shit's been going mm. on, right? Tell me more. That island just happens to be Jamaica, <sighs> right? Listen, I know. So, this one is a bit long, y'all, but I have to stop from reading the entire six-page thing to everybody because, like, the, like I... Anywho, this can be found because you all need to, like, you all need to read mm-hmm. it in the December 2014 version of Curbing Quarterly. Mm-hmm. That, that publication snapped. I don't know what it was, but, like, snap. We'll share it with y'all. Anywho. This article, if y'all need it. But also, library. Amen. (laughs) It begins. And actually, it's fun, because I tried to tell this joke, uh, like, uh, last season, and I failed miserably. Mm -hmm. But now the joke is here, so everybody go and get the joke. All right. Because, you know, we Caribbean aunties can't tell joke. Good. But I'm going to read it. Yeah, I know. I'm lying. It's just me. It's 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 really it just really me. Anywho, is, so Miller's begins. There is a joke that was told to me in high school. Perhaps, like some penises, it has taken on a life of its own. <laughs> Two men at a urinal, a white man and a Jamaican. Always, these jokes are told like. This is as if Jamaican is the necessary opposite to white, but that's for another essay. Glancing to his left, the white man can't help but notice in its shriveled form the Jamaican man's penis is tattooed just as his is. And all that can be made out are the letters W and Y. (laughs) Exclaims the white man. Do you have a girlfriend named Wendy as well? For this is what the white man's penis spells out in its fully erect state. (laughs) Glancing to the right, the Jamaican man understands the question and laughs. Oh no. He explains, mine says, welcome to Jamaica, have a nice day. (laughs) What a long piece of cocky. Oh my God. Getting back into it. Getting back into it. Sorry, sorry. You're annoying. Sorry. Beyond the joke. (laughs) I want to suggest that something quite profound is being said here about Black masculinities and how they are constructed or perhaps erected. Mm -hmm. No shortage of jokes here. (laughs) The exaggerated length of the Black man's penis gives him the authority to stand shoulder to shoulder besides a white man and even to laugh condescendingly at his limited understanding of things. Significantly, it is through his penis that he lays claim to a national identity the tattoo quite literally giving him the language with which to claim his nation and to extend an invitation to the outsider. One of my friends insists that we must understand the always strident and sometimes violent heteronormativity of Black culture as a natural response by men who have 
been historically emasculated in every conceivable way. Their land stolen from them, their women stolen from them, their children stolen from them, men who are often referred to as boys and who so often remain jobless and largely impotent in white societies. So if not through jobs and if not in their families and if not through the act of providing, how do these men lay claim to manliness? Mm. Through their penises, of, of course. Of course, it has to be penis. Of, I mean, what other way is well, there? I, I, I never... So, I Miller goes on to talk about a situation that happens in 2014 where the University of the West Indies, Yui, uh, tried to terminate Professor Brendan Baines and... Uno can Google it and see the mix of them. But Miller continues, apparently there is no such thing as an indigenously queer Caribbean citizen. Hot takes. Mm. So perhaps the panic and hysteria and the fight back are related to these ways in which I'm suggesting nationality is often claimed on the island, Jamaica, Mm. not through flags, but through penises. A situation in which nationality and masculinity are sometimes confused as being the same things. Does the gay man represent someone whose penis and whose citizenship have been metaphorically broken? Broken supposedly by his own choice, a pathetic brook buddy man, and someone who therefore has forfeited the right to say to anyone, <laughs> welcome to Jamaica, have a nice day. This is no longer his country. <laughs> Hence the name, I Love now, Broken Penises. Yes. Mm. Now, my... Mm. Talk of the things I'm good at. Come already. I'm ready. I, listen. <laughs> Let, I, I have to look. say that this is actually one of my favorite Sophidian pieces that you have ever... That you, uh, but now I'm going to lie. It, it, it's funny. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like hilarious. And then there's a moment of struggle. And then sort of like... Connect, it, it does, it does. It does. It does the job. We're going to. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> Miller is offering us this commentary, mm-hmm. right? Miller is offering us this commentary because they found out that in 2014 there was an increase of broken penises in Kingston Hospital. Mm-hmm. Why is it that people? These Jamaican men are going into Kingston Hospital, going to go ice up their body, and then going to surgery. Oh, my God. And then Miller begins to sort of, like, talk about how Jamaica sees, like, this increase in broken penises. Why? All of it is linked to dancehall culture. Because people are out here daggering forcefully. Not forcefully. Forcefully. Mm-hmm. Right? Jumping from trees. Jumping from table. Cinder blocks, hot sauce, fire, everything <laughs> is going on at this time in the dance hall scene, and it leads to literally broken penises. And Miller is taking the chance to invite us to think a bit more broadly about why a broken penis, especially uh, for a Jamaican man, can be so detrimental. Um, and then this is sort of like where we land, right? With what's the cure? I'm sorry. What's the cure to a broken penis at this point? Like the oh, physical okay. one, because so, like you said, there, ice, but imagine go- people going to a hospital because the penis broke. No, he had to go get surgery afterwards. Like it. So there, there are a few versions of broken penises. Oh, <laughs> you tell can me more. Pop it, lock it. Like you, like 
Drop it. Drop. <laughs> we couldn't resist. Um, you can break it. You you can like uh so there is no bone, but there are some arteries that allow the blood flow to engorge the member. Um and at erection, that can rupture and will need to be fixed. So it's like um it'll either like be broken, broken, like something wrong broken in the middle of the member. Mm-hmm. Or it'll pop out the socket and be broken oh and need God. to be reoriented back into the socket. Yeah, I know. So you see, the uncomfortability that you're feeling right now is what I'm learning. It's called castration anxiety or castration complex. But I have not done all the reading yet. And Freud is a lot to digest, so we're not even going to touch mm-hmm. it. All right. Continue. But I want to go back to this thing here, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start with these dick tattoos. Why? Is that a thing? Do people are people really out here tattooing their their um their genitalia? And I'm not saying it's judgingly, but in our hearts. Yeah. Also, do, do you have to be erect to therefore get the tattoo? I, ha- you know, that's a great <laughs> question. That's a really great question. You, you keep asking those essential questions. <laughs> <laughs> keep asking them essential questions. <laughs> I want to assume so uh, because I, 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 I my All brain. Right, Robert, broken. you're going to do it after that quarantine. Was, just tattoo uh, somewhere <laughs> and just let me know. Just anywhere. Oh, oh, wait, I have a tattoo. Never mind. It does hurt. <laughs> of course. Also, like, very sensitive skin. So, like, mm. what the fuck? I, I mm. lost. Again, not judging me, but little bit, yeah? Because not at all. Wow. Not at all. Actually, I feel like okay. I feel like anybody You're not who does judging them. that kind of tattoo deserves a medal for that level of bravery. I feel like they these yeah. folks should be lauded, respected. All sure. these different things. And also the white man can let everybody know that his buddy belongs to Wendy. And also the Jamaican man can let everybody know that they are welcome to the <laughs> island. Is that how that works? Okay, but how interesting is that? Doesn't that, I think that speaks to the masculinity piece, but you're going to get into it. So, so, so go, go I on. I am going to get into it. I am going to get into it. So the first part, hilarious joke. Love it. Love yeah. to see it. We need more of it. But then personally, I began to get really uncomfortable at like that second part of the first paragraph that I was mm-hmm. reading uh, about men who have been historically emasculated in every conceivable way. So, like, they have land, women, children, etc. stolen from mm-hmm. them. And I feel like that's where I first got uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I was trying to do some work of, like, situating how uh, a enslaved African man would feel uh, and then how an enslaved Jamaican would feel because we see some progression in terms of like identity and nationality there, but like wanting to understand how uh, they would feel and then also trying to link that to what present day Jamaican man, present day uh, black uh, man in the United States perhaps would feel understanding that legacies and histories of slavery still do very much have the present day impact on Mm -hmm. us. Uh, Trying to understand that feeling. I was uncomfortable with like this ownership. Yeah, of course. Right. Like naturally, I think there there is something to be said about uh, previous family units 
and how they were like systematically like separated, broken, and destroyed. Like, like, like that, like that was a that was purposeful. Yeah. Um, but the, the ownership piece wigs me out a bit uh, because I think the purpose of us being here today, if it wasn't clear from Finiam, uh, <laughs> is not really to talk about. Uh, dick all day because like like that's not what we're here although for, although that's a different although although <laughs> okay <Continue. laughs> because although there ain't no d in the end we could put the d here but right. that's not what we're here no, for ma'am. we're here to talk about manhood mm-hmm. and i think that uh, Miller offers us several different contexts to explore manhood, one of them being, like, race, right? Because we have a Jamaican man and a white man, right? And then we have this thing about, like, ownership, which, like, I'm going to equate for, like, this conversation to, like, a toxic heteronormative masculinity where men are the center and they own everything around them. They own land, they own women, they own children, mm-hmm. And, like they breed a legacy, mm-hmm. um, and then also like masculinity and and manhood really in relationship to race, mm-hmm. um, and then also a little bit in relationship to like sexuality, uh, because we're talking about a man who lays claim to things because he can't lay claim to anything else through his penis, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like Miller puts that line in there to go. Okay, I want you all to look at this. I want you all to look at the fact that men who have been stripped of access to or ownership or dominion over XYZ turn to a certain level of violence, i.e. violence through or or dominion or claim using their penis. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're going to like touch on this a lot more in our conversation. Yeah. So I'm not going to like keep going into it, but like peep that Miller is situating masculinity and manhood in relationship to race, uh, gender and sexuality mm-hmm. and also nationality. What, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Nationality. nationality. Damn it. Na- it's a word now. Nationality. Period. And I ain't correcting myself. <laughs> fuck yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Um, real quickly. Um, to the ownership yeah. piece, it's it 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 brings you back to to sort of like how masculinity is framed from the start. Because I mean, when we talk about, um, mm. uh, I I remember reading a long time ago, uh, Bell Hooks's um, piece on like masculinity and 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 we real cool that book, and there was a piece mm-hmm. that sort of like obviously made the argument about like how black masculinity um, has is, is, is a derivative of like the, the white man masculinity from plantation slavery. So yeah. which is essentially rooted in ownership. So I, I so just situating the, that masculinity piece um, of like their land stolen from them, their women stolen from them and framing <laughs> that in the context of like, well, they men, men thinking that like, Having having brought having having their masculinity being derived from plantation slavery, sort of like having this ideology that like they naturally own uh, women and children and land, yeah. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, if we go right back up to the top, although like Miller isn't like saying it explicitly, I think there's like something to be read. And sort of like the writing being 
uh, a Jamaican man and a white man standing shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. with the ability of a Jamaican man to laugh condescendingly mm-hmm. at the white man, right? As if, like, the, the, the moment where the black man, the Jamaican man, having a bigger penis and is the only area that the black man is able to look condescendingly at the white man because the white man has taken everything else from... So yeah, I get there. There, uh, nuance. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> nuance. Like, the, like, very twisted and fucked up connection between, like, eroticism, homoeroticism, actually, um, black men, white men, and, like, lynching, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 like, the overemphasis on manhood, uh, the, the the hood itself would proverb yeah like, the the removal of that the focus the emphasis on that says a lot about something that is like evading me in the moment but it's like you can strip the black men of everything else but this one yeah. thing and then you have this one thing that's all you're allowed to do with it white men broadly sort of like in the context of this article uh, envy the black man for it, and then the black man has it and doesn't know how to use it responsibly or mm. uh, only mm. knows how to use it for the things that he doesn't have access to. Gotcha. Um, almost always relating to violence. Love to see it. But thinking about early onset of... Um, the early onset of manhood, right? I think that you almost have to ask yourself the question, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I think in order to do so, at least for the purposes of like our like discussion, I think it's helpful to like break it off from the historical piece. Although as a historian, I don't even know why I'm saying to break it off from the historical piece. It, it feels like sin, but it's necessary. Um, because like when I say, how did we all get here? I'm trying to look to childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Because I really want to understand like, how is it that you just born? You just born. You just pushed mm-hmm. out. And all of a sudden, 10 years down the road, you <laughs> are like this macho masculine trying to present manly like being mm-hmm. that ha- like <laughs> you weren't programmed with all of that to begin with, right? So like if you're not programmed with all that to begin with, how the fuck did like, what? Mm-hmm. How? And you know who it is? The mama. Your, your the mama. mama. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I see. I see. I see. Yours. 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 Yes. Are you me I talk to? Y'all listen yes, to this. Uh, yours. Yes. You and you and you. Now, this is not a fuck your mama episode because I think as we both have said before, uh, we love our mothers dearly. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like that. Not at all. But I think when it comes to trying to, like, grow up a child, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Teaching a child, teaching a boy, Pitney, to be a man, I think actually isn't the job of fathers, right? I think that's the job of the mother. Or it's taken on as the job of the mother, actually. Mm-hmm. I see that in my personal life, but more so my personal life as it relates to, like, other boys around me. Um, I, I, 
I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I tried, I couldn't do the whole manhood thing. Um, I really couldn't have, but it's interesting how, like, for me, it, it, it was always, it, it starts very basic of, like, seeing, like, the basic things, the surface level things, such as uh, the way the mother, the way the, the, the brother, the, the girl is treated versus the young boy. Um, and mm-hmm. like our roommates always like, oh, the, the girl would have to, the, the girl would have to like learn how to do this. And the perfect example is like Jamaica Kincaid's uh, uh, short story on girl about like, this is how you do this as a girl. Um, and mm. and just removing all like the nuances and the queer theory, the femme theory, femini- feminist theory from that part real quickly, just for like, this is how you iron your father's clothes. This is how you iron the clothes. This is how you wash. This is how you make sure that this happens. This is how you drink this. This is how you cook. This, this is how you do that. All of these different things. Um, I used to see a lot more being taught to, to young girls, but it's interesting, like in my personal life, like, and that's why I say it's, comparatively, because I was also taught all those different things being raised uh, with with my mama. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that your mother offered you like this ability to receive the training <laughs> that is typically reserved for girls. I wonder if that has anything to do with your present day status as a gay. So it starts at childhood, <laughs> the gay agenda, watch out. Um, <laughs> so, I mean... I always think about the fact that the the father, right, almost always just, like, exists. I don't know if there's been many times that I can point to uh, my father uh, being not only an example, but also policing how I showed manhood. Mm-hmm. I think it was always, like, uh, he existed, I saw him, and then it was like my mother going, okay, do you see how he did that? Do you see what your mm, father... That's Pointing to him as like the, okay. So it's like, okay, do you see this piece that you're doing? It's plugged into him, plugged into him, plug it in this way, plug it in that way. So uh, even though he wasn't like at the forefront of going, this is what it means to be a man, there was somebody, yeah. my mother, who was plugging in pieces of like what it looked like to be a man. Um, and I think that that is vastly true for a lot of people, regardless of whether that happens at home with the person who's caring for you. I think that how we're all socialized to be or to exist within our genders will handle that either way, mm-hmm. right? So like, even if it is that you get uh, this, like, training at home, you said that, like, you know... At home, you got, like, this open training of, like, well, you also need to know how to iron your own damn shit because I ain't going to do it mm-hmm. for you. But it was when you went out and were with the other boys, mm-hmm. the guys, the fellas. Mm-hmm. The lads. The dog. <laughs> the lads. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, like, there was, like, this measuring up that mm-hmm. happened as well. Yeah. And what's interesting is that the same measuring up happened at the urinal, right? Yeah. The white man was measuring up. Uh, that sizing up to see, like, well, well, what do you have? What do I have? And, like, how do you match each other's manhood mm-hmm. uh, is an interesting thing to look at, which is why I think, like, manhood is just generally toxic and general. Like, is there, like, another thing that we can look to uh, for people who identify as men to, like, have as, like, the bastion of, like, well, this is what we're achieving? Because I think that, like, that simple... 
showcase of we're just here on the schoolyard hanging out, but we need to match each other or measure up against each other. It means that someone's going to have to come out on top and someone's going to be on the bottom because that's the natural way of things. No top or bottom reference. I did no. I, I was, didn't do it. I was legit going to say, no, nah, there are some folks who oftentimes end up doing both, but you ruined it for me. Thank you. I, I, I did ruin it for you, but also it's just like, is that true? <laughs> Verse erasure is a serious problem in the queer community and we need to address it. It's not verse erasure <laughs> because clearly you weren't at the last council meeting when we said that the new categories are top, top with range, Shut bottom, up. bottom with range. That's Shut it. Up. Goodbye. That's Goodbye. it. That's all I'm Goodbye. saying. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Going back to what we were talking about because some people just can't accept the status quo <laughs> as a status quo. <laughs> Um, that matching up piece, I think, is really interesting because it makes me think about this other story that I read um, in an article because no one tells me stories in person anymore. <laughs> um, the Gallification of Man by Clinton mm. Um, And I think this, I think my trigger you a little bit and your schoolyard things that you were going through way back when. when it you probably did will. Young and sprouty. It will. It definitely will. <laughs> I'm triggered already. Yeah. The, the fact that you said gallification, <laughs> I'm like, alright, tell the girls. Tell the girls yeah. what that means. So, Clinton is writing. Mm-hmm. One afternoon some years ago, I was in my study at home writing a paper. Two construction workers on a housing site next door clashed verbally. In response to a threat from one, the other shot back, No pussy hole can't do me that and get wet. You little blood clot gal, you. You pussy hole. No emasculated man, this is the translation, no emasculated man can do that to me and get away with it. You are like a used sanitary (laughs) napkin. You are like a woman's vagina. Oh, I love the fact that you said, "Oh my god, I hate." I really Honestly, hate when these translations just do the absolute most. Like, come but on. also, it's like sometimes things just don't need to be translated, and this is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we could have left. Like, how does how does no pussy hole translate to no emasculated man? It does, but like, how? You yeah. Speak- you lose things in translation. Anyway, I wasn't even done with the fucking article. Okay, so <laughs> he says, these are the words of war, often leading to violence, occasionally bodily harm, and sometimes death, usually used in defending or denigrating the honor of a man of masculinity. Luckily, this declaration of war by these two laboring men never materialized into a physical violent exchange. Okay, so... This process is known as verbal castration, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's the act of verbally calling uh, a male-identified person uh, anything that has to do something with uh, women. So it's either the use of the term pussy, pussy oil, it's, like the use of the term gal, like anything that has to do with or, or is relating to a woman mm-hmm. uh, that is like used in like a derogatory way towards another man essentially verbally castrates him and, like, removes him of... And, uh, this is why this triggers me. <laughs> Trauma. So, like, it's interesting because when I... As I just mentioned, like, 
for me, I didn't necessarily, I didn't, I didn't feel that my mother was the agent to like force manhood upon me, basically, right? Like I didn't, I didn't grow up feeling that. I actually thought that she was pretty much neutral in this whole thing. However, there was like that sense of like, to your point, measuring up to folks where like I would always be uh, <laughs> verbally castrated um, in in mm. in in very different ways that like were very small at, uh, in, in, in senses, but like larger in others, right? So if it's like, there, I can list you the amount of times I've been told stuff like, or like, me no want me no me no know why you have to go and like say a girl or like how you love gonna like say a pussy yeah pussy like uh, like all of these yeah. uh things that um have been basically the pussy the girl the 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 whatever whatever and have been thrown at me when I refuse to eat eggs soft because I like my eggs hard I liked my eggs hard at the day back in the days or when I didn't want to walk up a hill I would be told that or if I didn't want to walk through a shortcut from church to home I would be told that or like if I just didn't want to do something that all the other guys were doing I would be told that like or or if I wanted mm. to hang with the 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 girls I would be told that yeah. so it's, it's it's always it's it's interesting how like that has literally been a consistent aspect of my life because I obviously don't really measure i didn't measure up to what that particular aspect of manhood or boyhood or whatever that those folks wanted and in essence the absence of the manhood that they wanted would lead me to get that 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 designation you know i'm interested so particularly for like the last two examples that you gave us right like not wanting to walk up a hill because girl <laughs> um and then not wanting to like take a shortcut going back home from church like when they like asked you if you were a gal like how did you respond mm-hmm. particularly like did you end up just doing it anyway? Mm, mm, mm. I ended. I actually ended up not doing it. I walked with the other, mm. the other girls, the the the, the girls, uh, because they also yeah. didn't want to do that. Their their reason for not doing that was that like they're wearing dresses, so they would get sort of like cut with the maca trees. Me just nobody want to do it. Come me nobody want to do it. Right, like yeah. I just didn't want to. So, like I, I actually didn't do it. Um, but my response was the interesting thing is like I would always be confused. There were times when I would resist it, but I would mostly. I remember like genuinely being confused for several reasons. But the main one was just, like I don't understand. I couldn't understand why at the time being called gal, pussy, etc. Uh, something that it's 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 sort of indicative of woman and feminine energy and femme presence. I couldn't mm-hmm. fathom why it was such a negative thing coming from boys. Um, and it wasn't yeah. until I was like, <laughs> like, like 14, 13, 15, I truly started to get it. But like, I was very much aloof. Um, but I did not mm. get it. So the, 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 the shortcut piece, I did not walk it. Um, and I, constantly got that <laughs> and like and it's not yeah. so much like when you refuse to do those tasks like <laughs> jamaican children love holding grudges <laughs> also my trauma <laughs> it's, it's used to bring up like um it's, it's used to bring up again as evidence of uh how gal or how pussy you are mm. later on when something else comes up you know so it was it was a very interesting piece where i 
it was like there are a lot of things being compounded among my friends group and again i was just mostly confused and the all that was the all interpretation i was having i didn't necessarily take it as like oh my god this is a horrible thing y'all are being sexist etc etc whatever whatever um it was genuinely like uh, oh i don't understand why i'm being called this and i don't understand what they i just don't want to fucking walk i get and and i just don't i don't i don't yeah i mean it like not to psychoanalyze everything, but it's like you're in a group of 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 uh, men. Yeah. At Close. that point, boy, <laughs> but <laughs> right, and the collective will of the group is to walk up this hill, right? And you don't want to walk up this hill. They verbally castrate you in an attempt to like remove your manhood, essentially, remove your access to manhood, and then, like, expect, I think, like, obedience to just go, like, we're gonna, like, we're gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, like, I really like the use of the word evidence. Like, that, like, the... I never really understood why it is that, like, boys at, like, such a young age were, like, mini detectives <laughs> and were, like, just sitting there, like, slowly compiling our dossier of facts to go, this nigga gay. <laughs> like, that's what it is. <laughs> that's literally what it is, you know? Like, and, like, and like there's, like, that is level one tea harvesting. The I long game. Hate you right? That. that That is an apprenticeship in tea gathering, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And if they don't unlock it with tea making, then they can't level up. And most heterosexuals don't level up beyond the long game of tea harvesting and just don't know what to do with it. Um, But we, on the other hand, we dry it out. Mm -hmm. We wait for the Mm -hmm. right time. We steep it in the right temperature of water and we sip. Mm -hmm. Get some nice little crackers with it to go with it. They could, according they to Prime Minister Saint Mar- for, of Saint Martin. And if you don't have some crackers, period. Some <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. That's basically what, what how I envision like basically legit growing up. And I, and again, I have to emphasize that like this was like a consistent theme throughout my entire mm-hmm. childhood, right? Like, um, I'm not thinking that the translation is like being verbally concerned. I'm just thinking like these niggas sexist at some point. <laughs> Right. right, you know what I'm saying. Like this is them saying women are not up to them. Like this is like that's eventually where I got to, you know. Right, and then like they're just like ready to leave you behind, mm-hmm. or they're ready to force you to do a thing that you don't mm-hmm. want to do. Right. So Clinton like goes on to I think like maybe like define a little bit of like what the uncomfortability is with being called gal. I think like takes like, mm-hmm. a few like, jumping theory situations. Mm-hmm. Some that I'm comfortable with because Jamaican-Caribbean gender theory is, like, hot and popping for me. Uh, but then all of the Freudian shit. Important, but we'll put that on the back burner for a little bit. Clinton is saying that uh, the socially constructed gal is in sense a third gender. Oh. A passive male homosexual who literally or metaphorically is the one who is penetrated in the sex act, right? So the basis <laughs> for social construction of this third gender is decidedly sexism, like you mm-hmm. said. Uh, 
including male-to-male homosexual prejudice. And in this construction, the weakest, most vulnerable and dependent female, the girl, the girl pitney, the girl child, I love girl child, um, is interwoven conceptually with female genitalia. So, right, so, like, the the the, the um, pussy or, or the bumble wool, as the people like yeah. to say. I love saying uh, that. And then linking that, again, also to the sanitary napkin, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. Uh, that people uh, who have periods uh, use when the period comes. So I think it's interesting because this socially constructed third gender, (laughs) right, gal, took some work to construct, right? Like, it has to sort of, like, understand what society has as, like, status quo of, like, defining women. And then it begins to remove manhood or the phallic member from the man and then, like, pieces together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, that's all for me, like, deeply connected to, like, a history of just, like, fucked up sexist shit that, like, some people just, like, don't understand is not okay. Like, I... I'm baffled most times, mm-hmm. actually, with just, like, how blatant sexism functions mm-hmm. in a way where I'm, like, I would almost prefer literally anything else to what this is. But the distinction between what it means to be a yeah. boy and what it means to be a girl, Freud talks a lot about it. And there's, like, a piece... Uh, Oedipal Complex, right around that stage for all you psychology people. Uh, write in and let me know that I fucked this entire theory up, but it's whatever. I'm going to bumble my way through it anyway. There's a stage in development where the uh, man-child recognizes that everyone does not have a penis. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh shit, everyone doesn't have a penis? And he realizes this because they're, he's bathing with another girl child. Mm. And then he gets upset that he has a penis and she doesn't have a penis because he thinks that her penis broke off because oh my God. he was spanking it too much, like some of y'all are doing here on quarantine. Shut up. Um, so. <laughs> Shut up. Don't expose these girls, baby. Don't expose these Listen. girls. Head mother Ayama Van Zandt said to go beat Janet. She's tired of it. So. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is that, like, I think there is something to be said about, like, what happens inside of yourself when someone essentially attempts, like, remove your phallic member yeah. or or tell you that, like, you don't have access to the scene. Because, like, honestly, uh, a lot of the quote-unquote literature points to having... A penis means having access to something. And the lack of a penis means the lack of access to something. Mm. So many people are being told, yeah, no, nigga, you don't got shit to shit. Yeah. I, I that's not for you. <laughs> I mm-hmm. wonder though, and I think I think I'm I'm interested to see how this pa- uh, spans across other Caribbean nations because um if beyond the the pussy and the 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 gal piece, the gallification as as we call it, um, I remember that at some point throughout my childhood, like it developed, right? It wasn't even it wasn't just that I would be called uh, would be said that I have a pussy or uh, or I would be called a gal, but like at some point they started calling me Shibata, 
Um, when mm. I wouldn't necessarily, again, match up to the kind of masculine man behavior that uh, would be required of me. Um, <sighs> how much of this analysis is trauma? I'll ask my therapist. Um, but <laughs> but I, I remember, like, like there was there was literally a point where, like, in my <laughs> latter years, after, like, Bashman Granny, for those who don't know, Bashman Granny is, like, a really famous uh, play uh, that happened. It you can find on YouTube. Just type in Bashman Granny. It's really funny. You'll see a you'll see, yeah, you'll see a character called uh, Shibata, who li- who's de- who deliberately sort of like through his person through, through, through his personality, yes, and through through everything else, like is basically just like not the 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 typical masculine man uh, that the world wants uh, these niggas to be. Um, and, and I remember like one line that always happened was that like the police officer would ask Shibata saying like, yo, are you a man or are you a woman? And Shibata would be like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and that was like a very (laughs) iconic moment. Um, but I, but I, but it, uh, it was a very iconic moment, but I also feel like it was also a moment that then was sort of co-opted and used to sort of say like Kari, made up on the borderline. Like it was it became like this this way mm. of like removing man manhood uh from me. And it was like Yashibada, yeah, like oh yeah galang so like how I be, how I dance. It became like how I dance because Shibada could have danced well how my wine, how I presented, how I behaved, my little uh handshakes, all these different things. Um it, it almost yeah. as if like yell and pussy evolved into Shibata um, and borderline, and it's 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 always interesting because like for me, I'm wondering, and it, it makes me wonder uh, whether or not the removal of the verbal, the process of verbal verbally castrating pers- uh, someone, the 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 physical, the image of that, what would come to mind in these Jamaican minds, and I'm wondering whether or not that would be the iconic Shibata. Mm. <clears throat> you know, it's. The evolution. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> let's let's write it <laughs> because I think like that's interesting and necessary, like nuance. Uh, because it's like I like I wanted to ask just like out of like my own personal mm-hmm. curiosity, um, what ta- like what year it was that uh, Bashment Granny came out, and if at the same time. Was it socially acceptable for men to be bleaching? Right? Um, because I think at the time it was socially acceptable for like folks to be bleaching. Because I think it was before Cartel started singing that that bleaching song. And I really feel like that's when I Yeah. I don't in my personal experience, that's when I saw way more men bleaching after Cartel came out with Vibes Cartel came out with that with that bleaching song. Yeah. Um and I think that was before. Because I remember the bleaching song came out in my early days of like high school. Whereas Bashman Granny was like mm. when I was in the eighth grade. Uh, so like maybe like 2010. Maybe 2008. I watched Bashman Granny when I was when, in 2010. I don't know if it came out before. It may have been 2008. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But, but, but I will say I, they were very much... I remember them closely linked with each other. Those are two very interesting events. Also, y'all, you should really go and watch Bashment Granny. If you're just looking for a really funny, problematic, old-ass Jamaican play, go. Go do it. Or something to fall asleep to. Actually, I might rewatch tonight because 
Always, always worth it. Always. Always. <clears throat> that right next to every Oliver Samuel play. Yep. Or that. Titus. Um, Titus plays. Mm-hmm. Or just anyone with Dahlia. What's her name? The Whatever. I forgot her name. Oops. My bad. Uh, but she was great too. <laughs> Recommendation. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I... Before we, like, okay. Because Vibes mm-hmm. Cartel, I'm not here to talk about Vibes. <laughs> um, but I really think it's interesting mm-hmm. that uh, Vibes Cartel and, like, his song mm-hmm. uh, also sort of, like, spikes in. Um, that you, like, saw spikes in men who were bleaching, or, like, men who started bleaching more mm-hmm. openly, et cetera. Um, not and like not like relying on or like using the uh, explanation or example that oh because it's like a thing that's like cool and mm-hmm. hip now that uh, people are doing it. I think we might actually be able to look to the fact that vibes as a man in the dance hall scene where like men are sort of like matching up against each other to like see like how they can perform mm-hmm. manhood uh, gave them a deal of freedom to be able to bleach more. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing with how dancehall culture has uh, transformed the ways in which Jamaican men are allowed to show up as mm-hmm. men. Because I know for a fact, years ago, it was not okay for you to be out here in your clocks except you're going to church. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I also know that these tight pants that y'all wearing out here with these, Yo. you know, boot cut something... And all these let me tell you something. Listen, and all these low ass jeans and right. did it in a white t-shirt. We did it, yo. Le- you better, you better. Oh, I love this. I love this. But this is the thing, right? Where it's like I believe that, like, it's not just about pop culture in this moment because like, I think there are other pop culture things. I can't readily point to one right now, yeah. but I, like, I really want to be that there are other pop culture things that Jamaican men specifically are aware of and still reject, mm. right? All things that are foreign, some things that are foreign, equal mm-hmm. But I think in this case, with bleaching, with tighter pants, with dancehall culture in general, and how Jamaican men are able to relate to it, I think that the men at the top, for example, or the men who are being measured up against, right? Jamaican men who are measuring themselves up against Vibes Cartel, for mm-hmm. example... He gave them the freedom to be able to do mm-hmm. so. Unwillingly, though. So, Vibes Cartel mm-hmm. is out here. And I really do think that we might be able to look to rude boy mm. culture to, like, think about manhood Jamaicanly. <laughs> Jamaicanly. Uh, both in Jamaica and then also in the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think I do want to point out, though, that, like, when... I was in elementary school through to just before I got into high school. Being Jamaican wasn't necessarily it, right? Ooh. Like, I don't think it was... Don't... Let's, bitch, don't lie to yourself, okay? I don't know what um, you're talking about. I think that at this stage in time, like, no one necessarily wanted to be ethnic at all, if I'm being honest. At least in my second... Like, we all had immigrant parents at the school mm-hmm. that I attended, um, predominantly who were Jamaican or were Caribbean in general. I really don't believe that there was, like, a, a, a want to be ethnic. So being Jamaican wasn't as popular as it was before. Mm-hmm. 
but I think when wanting to be Jamaican, which really look like people eating cocoa bread and beef patty, which is honestly very low level, <laughs> um, and like speaking patois and like listening to dance hall, like I think like that's where like it popped up, and then that's where I I, I, like, I began to see the tangible effects of like this rude whiteness. Mm-hmm. Um, being it because, like, in terms of like manhood and and, and measuring, I've always been a little bit voluptuous. Mm, tell them, girl. Um, because God, because because God has blessed me the ten times over. Praise. Um, and way back then we used to use the word switch. So when I was walking, I was switching. Um, right, yeah, exactly, and still do, but. Right. All right. You know, when you're... All right. I love that for you. <laughs> I love that for your childhood. <laughs> I love that for all the immigrant kids in the diaspora. I love how you use that for my childhood. But here's the thing, though, right? It's like, when I was out here walking and switching, people were also looking at me as I was switching. So, like, they had a problem. Like, how I walked bothered <laughs> people, clearly, mm-hmm. clearly. And I think me, like, people being bothered by how I was walking is very much, like, directly linked to rude white culture because i had several people try to teach me how okay wow and that's all right yeah i was like y'all probably gonna need hip surgery soon because the way you walk (laughs) in is not okay but they would stop me and go no you can't walk like that and they were like they they would show me the lessons (laughs) take your notebook and watch and practice lessons on how to walk and i think like that for me, it clearly was, like, tied to this is how they walk in the videos. This is, like, no? Is I, it just me? I, I, it, it, I, I don't want to say it's just you. I, I don't identify with that at all. I was not, mm-hmm. I was not. That wasn't no, your experience. Was I mean, there was one time. You're lucky. There was one time <laughs> where I started like pulling down my pants um, from school mm. because all the girls said that I looked um, like, you know, one of them little uh, menses. Um, those little, uh, <laughs> those, what we would call a rude boy. And I came home and my mother yeah. saw it and she said to me, if me ever sister your pants and so i never then Oops. did it ever ever again so mm. for me um mm. i have always seen it i've always seen the rude boy culture and we'll, we're gonna get into what exactly that is in a sec but i i couldn't mm-hmm. i could never ascribe to it and when i attempted it was shut down your mama said, as for me and mm-hmm, my house. Mm-hmm. She was not having it. <laughs> we she not was not doing having it. it. She was she not wasn't. having it. Because right, rude boy, the concept of rude boy is not something that's really loved uh, amongst these mothers and other mothers and grandmothers, you know? Like, it wasn't something I that mean, was a thing. I think it's true of a lot of other things, not yeah. even necessarily tied to rude boy culture, because I remember... Um, what was it? I was in the opening chapters to A Brief History of Seven Killings mm. uh, by Marlon James. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot. Uh, like, like, he like, literally wrote the entire uh, book. That, Ooh, he, that entire girl. That, that girl. That is a, a, it's a, a weapon. <laughs> a blunt instrument. A, y'all should read that but book. But also, y'all should really go and read that book. Please do, because 
it was amazing. And it still is amazing. But, like, he basically says that, like, parents were kind of, like, like were rejecting reggae uh, culture mm-hmm. and, like, didn't want primarily their, their daughters around the mm-hmm. um, the Rastamand. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I think that it's interesting to sort of, like, note, just as, like, a background thing, that, like, there is a tension that exists between pop culture uh, and parents who are rearing their children around the time where that pop culture is going to influence their mm-hmm. child. I'm not sure where or if we should do anything with it, but I think it's just interesting to note that, like, there is a tension that exists, and I feel like your mother was like, yeah, nigga, no. She was not, not having that. It. She was like, you wish. But this is the thing about socialization, right? Where it's like, even though you have, like, what you have instilled at you at home, there still is, like, external forces, TV, music, church, school, yeah. that also impact how you view and understand yourself, and how you understand what it means to to be a man and, and, and to show up mm-hmm. as one. Uh, and that is a constantly difficult thing. That <laughs> and I'm like, how do I feel about this? How do I relate to it? I don't want it, <laughs> uh, but I still have it. What am I yeah. doing with it? Uh, don't ask me for the Screaming. answer because I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. But I think that there's an interesting piece that always gets talked about or, like, touched on in uh, dance hall, and I think it's also, like, deeply connected to, like, how you can yeah. show up as a man, uh, which has come up many times, uh, and it is the penis. Oh, we're <laughs> back to the penis. We're back to Welcome the penis. Welcome to Jamaica. Um, Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We all... Listen... We always have to return to the symphony, right? Because it's like, I believe, and as have many other people explored, that there is some deep connection between men, their phallic member, and nationality. Okay. I believe so. Men, the phallic member, and nationality. So, in Jamaica... The penis is not called mm-hmm. a penis. Tell the people uh, that. what we call penis. Hood. Khaki. Hood, yes. Yeah. Um. Oh my god! Why is it? Why is it? Why is it? Um, missing me. Body. Oh my god! How could I forget body? Yeah. Mm. Wow. You know. Um. I've heard people call it other things, but I feel like it's not like an island-wide uh, rhetoric. You mm. know. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, like, a lot of, like, the dancehall people of the day use khaki. Um, mm-hmm. A lot. I think women more so than men use khaki. Uh, there might be something hmm. there. Really? <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I agree. I, I, I feel like every dancehall artist who I've heard use khaki mm-hmm. has been really, like, a woman. Mm. A woman. I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking about two people. Girl, um, do you listen to that song, though? <laughs> no. You see, I, I like reggae. I don't like dance Sh- hall Shut up. I, shut I up. think Stop dance talking. hall is garbage, Stop actually. Stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah, Stop talking. It. Dance hall? Uh, Cancelling the season. Cancelling. Don't get me wrong. I, okay. I don't indulge as much as I would like to, but come on. Never. 
ever. I don't think I don't I, I don't think the dance hall. Great. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's that great. <sighs> oh my god! It's not. Lover, stop talking. It's not. But anyway, wood. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to. Of course you do. Wood because. <laughs> Shut up. Um. So, Jamaica is known or was known because the colonizers took it all away uh, for mahogany wood, mm-hmm. right? Big, tall, long, powerful trees shooting mm-hmm. up from the earth. Is that necessarily how it turned into the use of the term wood to equal penis? Maybe, maybe not. Is it just like the strong, hard properties of wood uh, <laughs> that sort of like made the translation? Most likely, but I think that the, like, the use of the word wood in this context looks very similar to the use of the word uh, platano. Really? In the Dominican Republic. Platano and wood? Yeah, girl, because in DR, they be talking about the phallic member as, you know, the platano. Okay. And they even have this whole thing called Platano Power. Now, some people might want to sit here and argue with me and tell me that Platano Power is something a lot more, and it's, it's, it's about, you know, you know, stamina and duration and, and, and mm-hmm. male prowess. But, like, you're talking about that only because you have a dick. So, it equals mm-hmm. the same thing. Again, the Platano comes of the earth, right? So, it's like, mm-hmm. I think that one, if we know these things to be true for the respective mm-hmm. islands, there has to be some connection between you being a person mm-hmm. from Jamaica and using wood, and you being from DR. And using, like, I think there's a connection there. And then, furthermore, there's a connection. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I feel like I'm arguing <laughs> with myself. I'm like, there's a connection. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a connection. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Do I, you agree? No, I, I don't think you're off basis. I wanna, I wanna explore it more. I wanna explore it more. I mean, like, yes, as it relates to like the penis, the the penis. Um, and and I've never said penis so much in my oh, life. Oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure anybody listening will believe that. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think we all. I think each country has its respective like, way of expressing uh, uh, dick, cock, etc. Um, and, and I think it's, it's oftentimes mm-hmm. very much rooted in sort of like the experiences of that, of those respective countries past. Um, so I, 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 I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that your argument is outlandish at all. I think like it's, 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 it's there. It's an argument, you know? Mm. Let me take it a step further, girl. Go Let ahead. me take it a step further. So a lot of the terminology that these different islands are using are like natural resources, food mm-hmm. items, whatever, that they use to like describe their situation. All this coming from the earth. Now, in some cultures, and I believe to an extent the same can be said about mm-hmm. this culture, uh, or culture that came from colonizers, mm-hmm. um, that the earth itself is like this passive thing that's waiting to be exploited. Um, And it's always been the job 
not always, but primarily has been the job of men or is understood to be the job of men to, to like, mm-hmm. farm. Uh, and that in, the, again, some, because so I, I feel someone coming for me to go, actually, that's not true. Okay, let, let me clarify. Depending on the time and mm-hmm. the culture, <laughs> okay, it is acceptable for only men to be doing farming work. Yes, there are cultures who have women who farm, but I'm not talking about them right now. I'm talking about those cultures where the hard work, the hard labor of farming is left to men, right? The earth is seen as passive, right? Last time we mm-hmm. were here, season two, episode mm-hmm. one, when we tell them, say, we talk about Donovan mm-hmm. trying to do oh a of work in Miss Johnson's garden. Yes. There, you have to connect the image of men plowing, tilling, mm-hmm. and turning the earth, right? The song says it all in her garden. She want me to work, right? So, like, we have an understanding historically that the earth is seen as uh, womanly and benevolent, and we have a connection, and we have a um, a, a, like a, mm-hmm. a verification. Right? In present day Caribbean culture, that the earth, that woman, the vagina, etc., is like a garden. And you want the man to spend time. And what do you want the man mm-hmm. to spend time with? His wood in your garden. He wants the platino in your garden. It works so. Images, the man, images of Ooh, girl. and watering the earth. Ooh. It's there. not a stretch, it's there. But girl. I. Ooh. I feel like I'm out here, like, with the sticky notes and the map and the string just going everywhere. Like, it's all connected. You see us connected? Nothing is never not connected. Who, girl? What? I'm not going to call that a stretch. I'm not. I'm not. I am going to say, I am going to say, I see what you're saying. I'm not there, Mm -hmm. but I see what you're saying. I have a PowerPoint. All right. I will pull up the PowerPoint yeah, right now. Yeah, pull up now. a PowerPoint on a podcast. For the people. On a podcast. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Because I'm pretty sure I have some notes for y'all. You see, back in 2017, I was out here. I had the foresight, okay, to be known what's going on. And y'all out here playing games. It is But okay. it's okay. It really is. It's okay. All right. <laughs> you good? Okay. You I good? Just, I'm, you good? I'm good. I just, I just need some babes. Me right tell you so your it. argument nice. <laughs> you know why you're so? But it's not to understand more because what okay. the the, the yeah. concept of sexuality being connected to the earth and the the ground like that's not that's not a far fetched thing at all. I'm interested in exploring yeah. how that's respected to the Caribbean for sure, and I I feel like I'm I just haven't yet. I guess I will now. Yet. <laughs> you better right now. Matter of fact, hang up. We have to do. <laughs> so let's mm-hmm. stay on the topic of oh, sexuality. That's with a queer piece. While we're while we're at it. Well, I mean this entire thing has been with a queer piece. True. Uh because well, I'm not gonna touch it yet. But we do have a very specific targeted with a queer piece section right here back up in the something for Um But yeah, let's talk about sexuality, sexuality and manhood. And 
Of course. Of course. Uh, and and of with, with, course. listen, readers, when you hear sexuality and manhood, what's the first <laughs> thing that comes to your mind? And I really do mean this for, you know what? I mean this for everybody. When you hear sexuality and manhood, what comes to your mind? Yes, you're saying it, aren't you? That's right. Grinder. Jacked. <laughs> Scruff. That, okay, so you're. You're dragging <laughs> it. I don't think. That I feel is like what that's what could come But up. also, <laughs> given the audience, <laughs> that might be true. But yeah, I, I mean, like, you're, girl, you're pointing to, like, a sort of, like, virtual mm-hmm. masculinity um, that I think is, like, really interesting, too. And, like, not even to try to, like, think about, like, masculinity at this point as, like, a, a broad uh, construct, but, like, have, like, uh, like, connecting it deeply to, like, the community that, like, we are in and, mm-hmm. like, are talking about. Um, I think there are two things that, like, I see coming out of this conversation. Trying to talk about mask oh, for mask. Could we... <laughs> out here. And then also, like, Another prong of this conversation for me feels like it should definitely be going down the road of like DL mm. a little bit. And then also like the misclassification of men who are bisexual, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Mm. Leave that one alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm not actually Begin, I'm gonna go right back to it. But because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I don't understand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how we can be in a space where everybody is not straight. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if you're on Grindr, you're not straight. Uh, I'm not ascribing mm, anything to you. mm, No. mm, I don't. I I, I actually mm, don't want to hear it. If you're on Grindr, you're not straight. Mm. I don't want to hear it. Um, I don't want to hear it. You, you, you can keep mm from all the way over there, and I'm letting you. Who? Okay. Enter the new ones. Enter it. I don't think that just cis and trans men use grinder. I mean, never no, I know, love. but I mean. There are several I said, heterosexual I said, trans women who use Grindr. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that nuance. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that nuance. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying <laughs> that everything on Grinder for me really okay. is queer. Alright. That okay. Not like Placing, I see that like, being different. I, like, I'm not going within the acronym. I see I'm that. Not doing okay. that. I I right. see that. What you just said. Yes, I'm right. What I didn't mm-hmm. assign anybody mm-hmm. anything because I know that because I mm-hmm. know that we need to keep it open. But what I am saying is that's queer, <laughs> and that's it. Continue. No, <laughs> no room for discussion. Right. But it's also like we know that yeah. we're here for the funky business, but there's still like this, this like 
ebb and flow that happens in the community between like what we will accept online in terms of how you show up, specifically in terms mm-hmm. of like manhood. Mm-hmm. But like that, but like that virtual yeah. presence. And I think that it's weird because like you would want to assume or to hope, and like maybe it's foolish of me to even assume and to hope because I got over a long time ago, but like you want to assume that like spaces like those would be a place devoid of some yeah. forms of judgment. But there's still sort of like a very like tangible and hurtful exclusion mm-hmm. that happens. I actually feel that's where that's amplified. And then also like a measuring up of one another to go sizing up rather. <laughs> oh, one another to go, well, not only do I not want you for XYZ reason, especially within the mm-hmm. mask for mask context, you're also sort of saying that like of the manhood that we've all been seen to be devoid of, you perform it the least pleasurable way to me, therefore I don't want you. Like, that's what it's right, pointing to. That mask for mask piece is like, okay, I was told that I don't have access to this thing, but I have access to it here. And I only want people in this space who also have that same access, who had also performed masculinity and manhood in the same way that I do, to measure up against one another. And anyone else who doesn't have that is even more so devoid of the access to me. <sighs> Girl, story time. Um, <laughs> we love stories. Love stories. So, a friend that I know, it's me, um, was on... <laughs> 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 uh, I used Jack, I used Grindr. I'm not ashamed. Um, but I remember, <laughs> I think it was summer of 2019, during Pride Month. Um... Uh, August, mm. it was Black Pride, and I was going to Black Pride, and I remember, like, somebody asked me, and Jack's like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to Black Pride, and I'm going to um, just go there and hang out. I'm volunteering there, etc., etc. <clears throat> Excuse me. And remember the man said something about, oh, well, I would so come, but do, do they have all that, that, that gay shit? And I'm like, what do you mean? Mm. Um, and then he responded, well, I was like, what do you mean by that? His response was, um, along the lines of, you know, like those people who do like makeup and wear like those feminine things and all like, the- like those femme queens. And I'm like, mm. it's pride. So I'm pretty sure a wide range of people are going to be there, but I feel like you need to start unpacking why you got beef with it. Homeboy went into like a whole thing, started racing me up saying, well, I don't understand why people have to do that. That's not necessary. They're just causing more attention to themselves. Um, all I want is a... He said, all he wants is just a hole. And he doesn't care because he's DL. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, doesn't. Wow. That's... What a segue. But continue. He's DL and it doesn't because matter because... Because the LGBT mm-hmm. community does not represent him because they're just filled with bunch of mm. feminine girls, queens, and people mm. who want to be girls. Girl. <sighs> Girl. That was... That was like a peak moment as to why I believe men are fundamentally trash. You know, y'all just gonna have to buckle in for a two-hour Girl. episode this time, because... <laughs> I'm 
I don't give a fuck. Y'all got nothing but time right now, so listen to what the fuck we gotta say. I think there, like, there is something interesting going on in the mm-hmm. community <laughs> right now. Always, I feel like, like, there, there are so many things that, like I want to say, we but have. also we've There's said so it much. So, like, like we've touched on the conversation about uh, bisexual men and like. Their misclassification because I won't get there, but it's fine. We've talked about it. We've also talked about the connection between like blackness and sexuality and like how there are people who like police blackness and sexuality in a way that like makes it feel like he has mm-hmm. to say what he said, right? Of the the community does like the, the community mm-hmm. does not represent me, right? There's another piece of that conversation of okay, love, but, like, you're coming at the community with, like, with like some toxic mm-hmm. shit that we don't need. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. And you're reproducing it right now. Mm-hmm. Be accountable to that. Okay? Hold on to that. But also, I feel like his use of the word whole is also something that I feel like it, it, it's definitely something that shook at me, because I think it, 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 it continues to speak to sort of, mm. like, the aspect of like measuring up and if you don't measure up then like what truly is your purpose on these apps um because like at the end of the day here you are looking yeah. for these mass for mass things and you're using this rhetoric of like hold this hold that and it, it goes to show that you don't necessarily see anything mm-hmm. beyond you don't necessarily see this human being so what is what is truly going what is yeah. truly going on where you need somebody to size up to you need that masculine presence to match yours but at the same time throughout yeah. that you're still there's still this sense of like devaluing the the, the person's humanity fr- by, by just saying they're a whole right and and i say that to say that like some people do enjoy that form of labeling and all that stuff and taking that into consideration for now move away right so it, it's 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 mm-hmm. although i would say though that the people who take on the I guess, like, okayness with, like, just being labeled as a whole are not the people mm-hmm. that he would be looking for or are mm-hmm. people who are presenting as mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if I'm just mm-hmm. being honest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. Like, in the Venn diagram of things, that okay. overlap is real small, girl. Yeah. It's I real agree. small. I don't know. It's, 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 it's it, I remember that was sort of, like, that peak moment where this whole mask for mask conversation was, like, uh, I, I guess, like, was heightened for me because I was also, like, also, my, I, I, <sighs> girl, there's so much. Um, long story short, he was blocked, but, but, but <laughs> <laughs> he was blocked. He, he was blocked. Because I mean, I'm like, there I, he I, you're I, blocked. I am going to defend the femmes always. I'm always going to say, you know what, what is your master mass shit rooted in, et cetera, et cetera. I'm all, always going to mm-hmm. say, like, stop devaluing folks when I can. Um, but but I but I remember just saying like oh you know what you're blocked um you, you're gone, and I think I think yeah. for me that was like the peak moment where like this whole master mask thing really started to like it always bothered me but it really so it was like y'all really y'all really some trifling ass niggas yeah I mean maybe we're not being fair because. Two <laughs> <on the phone>. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck like these <laughs> period <laughs> but also it's like fuck y'all niggas because I so 
I, I, I really do have to question, right? What is it in this moment that, like, this just might be me making assumptions, and, like, I want to own up to the fact that, like, I am making assumptions in this moment. Yes, but I want to, like, th- like what is the assumption? Or, like, are you assuming that if you are only engaging with another masculine man, that, one, you are, are exempt from being <laughs> tagged as gay? That what you're doing is also not gay. <laughs> um, and that those two points for me, I believe, are connected to what society in general terms gay sex, right? Where like there has to be one person, the penetrator, who is the masculine mm-hmm. manly person, and then the penetrated who is the feminine femme person. If there is, like, if, like, that A plus B equals C equation isn't there, what happens mm-hmm. if you have two A's? Right? What, like, what does that equal? What happens mm-hmm. if you have two B's? That equals beauty. Okay? It equals beauty. But two A's, what is that? Oh, wait, are your are, A's like, mass what, like your B's what, femmes what? right now? Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait of a minute. Of course they are. So your of two course. B's are two femmes, and yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> Yes, it's beautiful. And, and, and the two A's is just like, what is it that you think? Because I believe, right, that like femmes have no misconception of like, like of, of where uh, the community, in quotes, mm. would want to place us, right? I also think that there, I believe, or at least like how it feels or like lands on me when I hear the, oh, uh, your hair to this or your mm-hmm. nails to that or like what, like, all that stuff to go like, mm-hmm. oh, femme, so you can't. Uh, I don't want to get like that. To me, reads as like some heteronormative exclusionary bullshit, and I'm like, I'm personally not here for it. I'm not here for it one because it hurts, like mm. it really hurts, and then two, I'm not here for it because like, what is in that? I want to know. You can't just tell me it's what like I preference I one more time. One more time. If I hear the word one more time, one more time, I'm like. Baby, baby, you you gonna get actually <laughs> frustrated up in this because I'm tired. I am tired. I am. I mm-hmm. am tired. <laughs> I just your preference is rooted in bias. Your preference is rooted in exclusion, and I think, and I don't want to hear. From yeah, and I don't want to hear it. That's not what the yeah. I I, I mean, and I've ju- I've had this conversation. First of all, I've seen this across all across all platforms. I've seen people have said this to me in person. Um, I've seen activists, people who are like well known in the Caribbean activist community, who have said on the mm. no? <laughs> call them name. The one day, the one day, <laughs> like, like we they yeah. they be like, oh no, femmes, no this, no that, and I and I've just genuinely wondered, like one. What is the degree of femininity that you're even excluding? Um, what, like, like, what is the mm-hmm. breakoff point for you? Is one nail too much? Is two nails too much? Like, is a single braid too much? <laughs> right. Like, what is, is is an eyeliner too much? Where do you draw your line? And that when I ask that question, it's like, oh, uh, 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 uh because like there is no cutoff point. Like people see this whole, well, for, people see this whole like banner piece. But like one, I, but also I don't really give a shit about that. But I feel like, um. Another piece that, that that brings up for me is is like what when I'm speaking to folks who are just like, Kareem, I hear you, 
but I'm just not. I can't. Whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well, darling, what work have you done? You know? Um, like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and act as if, like, throughout my entire uh, life, I've been attracted to the same kinds of people uh, when I was 14 that I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I've, I've come to realize that a lot mm-hmm. of my attraction is rooted in so many of the biases that I've had growing up. Right? Like, how many of us... Um, uh, and, <laughs> it, it could be color it could be uh, presentations of femininity it could be yeah. fat phobia it could be mm-hmm. it could be so many of these things and like right. how much are you rooting like how much how much work are you doing and then if you know that you have a quote-unquote preference bias and you are not doing that work what truly does that say about where we are in the community and where we shall go and and I I I, right. I I struggle with that because I do talk to these folks and they're like, oh well this this and they're like and I'm just like, you see, I get you that you sound your tone makes it seem as if you're not trying to sound biased, and I probably will believe that. However, love, do the fucking mm-hmm. work. Do the work. And we're not going to sit we're not gonna right. sit here and argue that the reason why you're attracted to your reason why you're presenting mass for mass is not because of the society that you live in. We're not going to sit here and do that. We are gonna sit here and do like nigga do the fucking work. Period. Exactly. And you know Oh DL men and the community has no space for them. Like Ooh. I I really have to wonder, right? And I mean, again, trying to be <laughs> As like, person <laughs> might say, <laughs> as possible. Translation for saying yes, but I say sociant. Um, is that I see the set of mm-hmm. circumstances that make it so that DL men cannot find space within the community, quote mm-hmm. uh, at large, right? A few episodes ago, we were talking about the argument that was going on between uh, Black men Mm. and Black women and Black bisexual men and Black uh, Mm -hmm. heterosexual women, right? And we're trying to sort of, like, peel back at the nuance, or or lack of nuance, (laughs) rather, that, that exists in the conversation at that time about, like, who is allowed to have something, which I think has, like, opened up or... Honestly, installed a new shelf in the closet just to be on it. Right. So that's what it is. It installed, like, we just, inst- like, the, the society mm-hmm. who constructed the closet just installed another shelf in this beautiful walking closet. And that's actually so oh, good. Love. That's I love ori- that. I love that's that original. I, love that I know. Thank you. Can't find that in the Copyright that motherfucker. Period. <laughs> the Yes. Long time. So. That's what we have. And I don't think that I have the words at the moment to sort of explain the complication in, like, of like how interwoven that is. But I think in one level, there's a call for a sense of belonging, right? Of mm-hmm. dealing in a community of people who like they sort of kind of want to be uh, next to in conversation with or definitely see them as a means of engaging mm-hmm. in sexual activity. Uh, there's the need for acceptance also in general society uh, by Black women who they might engage with. A lot of the deal that I've engaged Exposed with also them. have... Let me hear. Um, 
<gasps> girlfriends. <clears throat> Robert! I'll stop there. Robert! <laughs> um, hey, I... This is not my fucking problem, okay? It's not my fucking problem because me never send for you. You come mm. become your bread. Anyway, I didn't send for mm. you, okay? You showed up. It's not my problem. Go mm. talk to her about that shit. <laughs> but that's the other thing, too, right? Where it's like... There isn't an openness, right, for what I understood as what can mm-hmm. be a bisexual man mm-hmm. to be Dia, right? And to try to, like, overlay the, oh, you're DLC, like, you're actually bisexual, I think isn't going to get us collectively any closer to solving whatever the fuck this issue is. So mm-hmm. there's, like, a need for acceptance on their part in, like, the heterosexual community. Uh, and then there's a need for belonging among uh, the, the wider LGBT community. But then there's also, like, mm-hmm. a need for accountability. Right? And and I believe that uh, if we, like, hold on to something that, that feels so, like, very present for us and then like work backwards through all the conversations that we've been having uh, so far. I think what we're pointing to is a form of masculinity that mm-hmm. needs to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Right? A form of masculinity that, that takes what it wants, does what it wants, and doesn't care about how you think or how you feel about it, but just knows that like what I want and what's going to satisfy me in the moment is what I need. And, wh- and whoever I get it from Whenever I get it from and wherever mm, I get it from, I'm going to mm. take it. Right? And, it, and I, I, like, I think that it extends beyond this into the conversation of, like, why you, don't, like, why you didn't want to walk up the hill. Right? In that moment, masculinity said, either you walk up this hill or mm-hmm. you're, you're no longer mm-hmm. a man. Right? It goes back to the urinal. And it says that either you are endowed beautifully. Shut up. Beautifully, I might add. Beautifully. Shut up. You shut up, okay? Endowed beautifully. <laughs> but if you don't have access to control and dominion, mm. you're, like, you're not a man, right? So, like, this constant conversation between uh, our histories and like, how we understand them now, and then also, like, things like this, where we're just trying to go on the orange book to go get things <laughs> like... It said the, or- the orange pages. <laughs> Uh, yes, like mm-hmm. that's what they are. That's where we're going. This is what we need, but we can't get it because like, there is something that, that 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 like that is pointed out of like a deficiency that like, that some men can access, and then mm-hmm. they, they use it to do violence. Mm-hmm. And I really do want to point out though that like if at any point this entire conversation seemed like a we're pinpointing black women for doing this, or we're pinpointing black men for doing that, or like, no. What you missed in the beginning, and like what we continue to miss from the beginning, is that subtle piece about who Mm -hmm. we're not talking about. I think the only time that we've entered the proverbial white men into this conversation was about the joke. And there's a piece in the joke that we miss, right, that I think Miller wants, like, like, Miller wants us to place heavy emphasis on it and it's the simple fact that at the hands of white plantation owners there was a stripping of something from a body of people mm-hmm. right and that as black men try or attempt to match up to this white masculinity that, that they are yep. not going to be able to obtain they're going to continue to fail 
So mm-hmm. cut the shit out. One. Two. White supremacy is the issue here. The system that stripped people of a thing and then taught us to go, well, this is like this, 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 this white manhood is like what we need to achieve. That's the issue. How we dismantle that is how we begin to solve the minor issues of like, we just need to get over it. Like, it's not, we just need to get over it. It's a bit of that and a lot of white supremacy. Oh, period. Period. That's, that's been it. it. And what that does lead us to is we sticking the pin, right? Because throughout this entire yes, conversation, uh, we have been talking about uh, masculinity in, in, in many various aspects, right? It's the rude boy. It's the virtual masculinity. It's the masculinity done by mothers. It's, it's the, the verbal castration, right? Like, all of this are just pieces and pockets of the larger issue here that has led up to these problems that we've, ju- we've all just discussed. And that is white supremacy. And I think it, it, it then leads to the question of, like, as queer Caribbean people, how then, one, are we amplifying the very problematic things that we're, we're just talking about here um, by way of not interrogating uh, how we were raised and sort of, like, what role that white supremacy plays in all of this? But two, as Caribbeans, what is, how do we address this larger conversation of tackling white supremacy? White supremacy that has caused this form of violence against the black community, against the Jamaicans, the, 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 the what other country did we name? The Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Yes. Who's in another country in the Caribbean? Um, but the stick up in moment truly is, is, is understanding that all of this definitely does definitely originates from the larger conversation and the, 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 the impact that white supremacy has had. But I also think it amplifies the nuances of this white supremacy suppression, right? Like it's not just as simple as white supremacy led to the problematic black man. So therefore we need to address the issues that a problematic black man has. It's, 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 it's way more nuanced mm-hmm. because we're talking about the violence that ensues through this masculinity. We're talking about, and, and not just the, the sexual violence, but the psychological violence of a young child sort of being verbally castrated uh, because they don't want to walk up a hill. Right, mm-hmm. like, like it, it's 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 the little pocket tiny yeah. things that we that we have to pinpoint and understand what these different behaviors of people are just rooted in, you know. <sighs> yeah, who would think? Who would really think that you being told or asked if you're a gal because you want to walk up the hill is connected to white supremacy? That is the piece on reflection mm-hmm. and refraction mm-hmm. of oppression. Like, it be going everywhere, it hides in shit that you didn't think it was supposed to be hiding in, and you're Hold like, believed. What is this connected to? You right. next? Help! <laughs> right. How, how, how? How do I... Like, it, it, it's ghetto. Why is the supremacy does got us fucked up? Like, it's truly not cute. It's and not I think cute. that... Yeah. Though. The, well, I mean, we stuck the pin, and I just feel like every time we stick a pin, I'm just we're like, not lifting the pin. Lift the pin again, but no, we're gonna <laughs> leave the pin right where it is. But I do think that, like, as we also are sticking this pin, what is the role of masculinity? Mm. What is the role of manhood in liberation? Um, is like a, a mm-hmm. huge question. Mm-hmm. 
It's, it's, it's welcome to uh, Jamaica. Have a nice day. I don't think we necessarily... <laughs> I that love how you line. just brought it back. You see, everything has to come <laughs> right back together. Um, yeah. It is. And I really do hope that like, we can spend some time truly thinking about how we might begin to address this, what tactics we can use uh, to like dismantle some of the things and to begin undoing the work and the damage that toxic masculinity continues to wreak upon society recognizing mm-hmm. where its root comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only hope that y'all will continue this conversation and to continue mm-hmm. this conversation with us. And how you gonna do that? <laughs> you will promptly follow us on social media at Bush. No D. Never a D. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't you fear... Because you can also submit some questions on Instagram. And you can email us at stushandbushpodcast. I'm sure someone got a whole heap of things to say about masculinity and manhood. So also feel free to submit your commentary, qualms, tribulations, and trials. Because yes, we will. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to say we will respond. We will respond. We'll make it. Uh, <laughs> You will. You will. You will. I might respond. But also, I'll think about you it. You can find me, Kadim, on Instagram and Twitter at Kadim. K H A D I E M E. And if you are ever looking for your quarantine granny, don't you worry. The at on Instagram is the underscore bishop1221. And on Twitter at Querib Granny with an N I E. Are we correct? We are correct. Praise. Yeah. yeah, girl, you're correct. You know, I've been out here Ooh, making girl. a lot uh, of bread. Are you one of those days. people who just randomly go um, live to make fucking sour bread? So, I don't go live to bake, typically because I'm not Ooh. wearing any pants. Ooh, <laughs> the deal men will enjoy <laughs> that, don't they? <laughs> will they? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway... Um, and I don't know my angles as yet, but if I get a nice little camera set up, I might think about doing a little something, something, you know. Right. A little ring light, give y'all a little show. I love that for you, love. Um, and I don't make sourdough bread because I killed my sourdough starter on day two. So, I'm making everything <laughs> else but sourdough All right, bread. y'all. Tune in in two weeks. We love you, sort of. Bye. We love you. <laughs> wow. Uh, so you want to go on as we... They'll be all right. They'll be all right. And simply stop moving.